welcome to Removing Addiction and Healing Mental Health. In this new weekly podcast series, you'll be hearing from healers and experts in removing addiction and improving overall mental health. You'll also hear from lived experience advocates revealing their secrets to living their best life. Now here's your host, MC Counselling's Mike Carroll. Today, I'm joined by Jared Madison Fry from the Bipolar Bachelor podcast. I practiced that so much and I still couldn't get it right. The Bipolar <laughs> Bachelor podcast. If I slow down a bit, it kind of works. How are you, Jared? It's great to see you. It's been so long. Oh, my friend, Mike. It is so good to see you. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here from the Bipolar Bachelor podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. And just tell us where you are in the world, Jared. I am in Metairie, Louisiana. Metairie is a suburb of New Orleans. So if you know New Orleans, Louisiana, you know that's the city of good times, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, But I'm from the U.S. I'm living in the U.S. I currently live here and work here and produce a podcast here. And that's how we kind of got in contact because, I mean, through the magical world of Instagram that I've told you before has only been a new thing for me, but you kind of found me, I found you, we, we had a bit of a chat, you were like, get on my podcast. I'm like, now you've got to... Yeah. Get on my podcast. Um, now, what, and what I love, uh, one, of the, one of the many things I love about you, Jared, is how open you are and how open you are about oh. bipolar and then going that step further and having a, a podcast about your experiences, talking about, um, you know, your, your story, which I'm going to ask you shortly to briefly talk, tell us a bit about that. But then also, you know, your struggles with mental health as well and, and addiction too. Um, you know, because I have listened to most of your episodes and, and they're just so insightful for people that, you know, have got that diagnosis of bipolar. And I know from the people that I work with um, and, and in terms of with, with some of my clients that it's not something that they want the world to know about. And so I love mm-hmm. how open you are and you give that platform uh, to people to be able to do that. So, again, welcome to the show. And Thank we, you. we might start with just telling us a little bit about your story that you'd like to share with us on the Mike Carroll podcast. Of course. So first off, thank you for having me on your podcast, Mike. It's an honor to be here. Um, so a little bit about me. Um, I have a podcast called the Bipolar Bachelor Podcast, and you can check it out anywhere you can find it on, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all those fun apps were on Spotify, everything. So, um, and I'm going to give you kind of a brief version of my story because the whole first episode is uh, who am I? That's the title of the episode. And Mm -hmm. it goes through my entire story from diagnosis to today and kind of gives you that overview. So a little bit of a quicker overview of that is um, I grew up in a great home, have a loving family. Um, I grew up in New Orleans, so I've been here my whole life, and I haven't wanted to leave yet, but maybe one day that day will come. <laughs> <laughs> Struggled on and off um, throughout my childhood years and teenagers with just self-identity and, and figuring out who I was. And uh, by the time 18 years of age rolled around, I thought I knew who I was, which who knows who they are at 18 years old? Like nobody. Nobody does. Totally. You know? right. So I set out on this adventure to try and find myself, you know, and, and figure out who I was. Cause I had been told all these things growing up. This is who you are. This is who you are. This is who you are. And mm-hmm. I never really totally grabbed onto any of them. 
So I sought out at 18 years old to try and find out who I was. And um, let me tell you, that ended up in just a life of sex, drugs, rock and roll, and anything you could think of. I I didn't say no to anything. Um, so I, I sought out to try and find myself. And in terms, in terms of just a self-identity, a self-awareness, and I ended up losing myself. I, I, like I said, I said no to hardly anything. So I got involved in some drugs that rocked my world completely. I went into what's called a drug induced psychosis. Yep. And yeah, you know, Mike, we, we, we share that in our stories very similarly. And so this drug induced psychosis put me in the hospital and I came out with a diagnosis of bipolar disorder type one rapid cycling. So um, for those of you that may or may not know, bipolar disorder is a mood disorder. Um, it comes with highs of mania and lows of depression and everything in between. Um, it's very unstable. Um, there's times where you'll be great. There's times where you'll be absolutely terrible. Um, and it's, it's, it's a very highs and lows type of situation. So when you're in psychosis, psychosis is a state of mind where you tap into this alternate reality, if you will, and you're seeing things that aren't there. You're hearing things that aren't there. You're experiencing the world in ways that everybody else around you is not. And it's a very unsafe place to be in. Um, it's not somewhere you can come down out of typically without medication. So you're so high on the spectrum mm -hmm. that you have to come down and be brought down out of it by medication. So there's different levels. There's normal, and then there's above normal, which is mania, below normal, which is depression. And you can go into psychosis even further down in depression, or you could go up in psychosis into in the heights of mania. Mm -hmm. So that's where I was at 18 years old. And it was this journey of trying to figure out, okay, now I've got this diagnosis and I, I felt like I was labeled for life and that I didn't know which way to go from there. So my life consisted of going to college shortly thereafter. I went to college at 21. And by the time I was 24, almost finished with my degree, mm -hmm. I had to drop out because I went into a drug induced psychosis yet again, because I made some poor decisions to try some more drugs that, you know, put me into that state. So then I was hospitalized then and that's began the cycles of my life, you know, so I had several cycles. I'm 32 now. And so from 18 to 32, that's 14 years over the last 14 years, I've had probably three or four different cycles into psychosis um, due to choices that I made. And sometimes they were due like even more recently, because more recently, obviously I'm not doing drugs anymore. I've learned my lesson from that, mm -hmm. but um sometimes medication changes can trigger uh, an episode into mania into psychosis so i battled with it on and off over the last 14 years but i've come out on the other side stronger and i've been able to really tell my journey um because my goal with the the bipolar bachelor podcast has been to be able to affect someone else's life in a positive way so that they know that they're not alone it's okay not to be okay and mm -hmm. that they can get through this too. You aren't your diagnosis. Cause that's oftentimes what so many people believe in this mental health world is that I am bipolar. I am schizophrenic. I am anorexic. You'll never hear me say I am bipolar. The mm -hmm. thing I say is I struggle with bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. So, because it's not something to me, it's not something that defines me. 
My life is not defined by my illness. My illness is defined by my life and it affects my life, but it will not, it will never have control over me and it will never identify me as I am bipolar. You know, does that make sense? Oh, it certainly does. And I love the way that you say that, Jared, because just before we we started, we're talking a little bit about what we're going to say. And it is definitely a case that I find with lots of people that they define themselves by their diagnosis. And if we right. go a step further, and I understand you're on medication and you, you know, you've, you've found that right, that, that right medication for you, but it's all about mindset as well. And if we mm-hmm. tell ourselves, it's a bit like, you know, me talking about the non 12 step model. If we tell ourselves that we're in recovery, we tell ourselves um, that um, we might have a relapse what we're really telling our mind is it's going to happen. When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? And for sure, being on medication for bipolar, I totally respect that. But I think with what you say that it doesn't define you. Um, I mean, obviously it seems, it seems a bit ironic, doesn't it? That you put a, a, a podcast called the bipolar bachelor podcast, but, but at the same time, it's that's, that's just to get the name out there, obviously. And, and to, and to yeah. get people that are interested in it or, or maybe, have that diagnosis to be able to get some more information. So it definitely does make sense. And what you do on that podcast is is amazing with talking to different people. And like you had a person for your last uh, season or for your last episode of the season. And that was amazing because that was a person that you'd met uh, when you were in one of the psych wards. Now I've been in a psych ward three times, the same one. I do things in threes, Jared. Um, not that I'm talking <laughs> about me. It's, it's about you, this podcast, this particular episode. But um, I've got a, a friend that I still um, talk to today. And and to listen to that for me was like, oh, wow, that connection that you made. And it's like it's, it's a, a different connection than you'll ever make again in your life with anybody that you meet. Well, what do you think about that thought? I... I love that thought. I have several friends who over the, over the cycles that I was talking about that I've met in mental hospitals. um, There are two in particular, three in particular that come to mind. Um, One was from my most recent, his name is Tommy Thomas. Mm. Um, And he was a young boy. He just had a birthday. Actually, I wished him happy birthday recently. Mm. Um, and we connected on a, a spiritual level in one of the, the mental hospitals and just became very close and kept in touch afterwards. Um, before him was Kate, who is yes. on episode 16 of the podcast, uh, the finale episode. For, Kate, ap- and she shares Kate, her apologies. story. Huh? Sorry, apologies for not saying her name before. That's all. <laughs> oh, shut up. No, now. it's okay. It's okay. You didn't know. Um <laughs> So Kate was on episode 16 of the the season finale of the season one of the podcast, and she shared her story with addiction and uh, alcoholism. So go listen to that. It's an Mm. incredible, it was the perfect way to end the season. Mm. And then before her was my buddy, Logan, who I've now known for like four years. He, I met Logan in like 2017, I think. Mm. And he just got the biggest kick out of me because he just struggled with depression and he's a totally quote unquote normal human watching me go in and out of psychosis and all this stuff in the hospital. And then we became, he's one of my best friends. And so I actually, we were talking uh, today and yesterday, we've been going on in a conversation, just we'll talk from time to times. And, you know, so it's, I, I am all for it, you know, but if they're healthy, 
Mm-hmm. You know, obviously none of these friends that I've made are, are toxic to me or to my particular situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had people try and stay in contact with me throughout the years that were that they were toxic. And I said, no, you know, I'm not, no, we're going to, we're just going to leave the chalk it up to what it was friends in the hospital and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But um, usually if they're not toxic for you, I'm completely for it. You know, um, some of the best connections can be made in mental hospitals, you know? Um, and I've got three, those three that I just listed are the, some of the best connections I've made in my 14 year experience of dealing with mental hospitals and being bipolar, you know, struggling through bipolar. That's amazing. And what's even more amazing is that it's it's a, at a different level to the people that you probably would have met when you were, as you said earlier, trying to find out who you were and doing lots of drugs, right. doing lots of sex, lots of rock and roll and lots of music and lots of good stuff. But it's right. at, at the time, of course, good stuff, but not now looking back at it. But it's you, you'd be able to identify the, the big difference in people at that age trying to discover themselves from the mm-hmm. – the, the the sole core connection that you, that you made with with these people in the, in the mental hospital, um, were you at the same mental hospital when you were when you went there a few times, or were you was it different ones that you were at? I've been to probably twenty different mental hospitals over mm-hmm. the last fourteen years. Mm-hmm. I've been to the same ones multiple times. Like there's one called yeah. River Oaks, and I've been to River Oaks probably four or five times. Um, I've been to uh, DePaul hospital two times, you know, so it's, it's been about 20 different hospitals that I've been to, but some of them I have been to uh, the same time. And like, when we go back just a step um, and you were searching for who you are, was it as a result of the drugs and the alcohol and, and the party lifestyle that you were living that gave you bipolar? Now I know the answer to this question, so I'm asking it more for people that might be thinking this as they as they listen, because that was the mm-hmm. time that you were diagnosed with that at the mental hospital. Am I correct there? Right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. All of that stuff was the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, I believe. Well, I believe I I've had this since early, early on in my years, mm-hmm. you know, but it wasn't, it didn't manifest until I decided to do drugs and open the door to all of that kind of stuff that can trigger the effects of the illness, you know, if that makes sense. It certainly um, does. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it's like we, I think probably something a little bit more common in terms of um, a lot of people, I think know that marijuana can bring on schizophrenia in, in people. Yeah. Um, which is a little yeah. bit, yeah. Um, and so it could have always been with the schizophrenia, always been in part of them, but it's not until they do something that actually makes it a bit more, um, like brings it to life, if you like. And yeah, it's in essence a trigger. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what it is. It's like the trigger that you pull to shoot the bullet, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing, isn't it, that it takes until we do this to ourselves that those types of tests are done, um, that, that we can actually find that out. Like, why couldn't doctors have discovered that for you earlier on in your life? We and just, I wish they would have. <laughs> it may have saved me a whole lot of, 
stupid decisions and heartbreak. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and that is, I mean, I'm not here to criticize the, the the mental health system or the or the public health system or, or whatever, but it is. It just seems to me, with the people that I see with MC counselling, is is that it wasn't until an event such as you know using drugs too much or using alcohol too much that more and more tests were done and this was you know, these these types of um, conditions have been diagnosed and as other people have said too you know trying to find yourself we're all trying to find yourself you know me mm-hmm. with intersex it was a year ago now as in the other when this goes to air it'll be a bit more than a year ago but but it was just I just had a had a moment where I stopped because it was like that was for me my moments of real identity as opposed to playing all these different characters for the different right. roles that I did for for whatever so I totally get get what you're saying and I think you yeah. really help the world with your podcast and helping people to and I'm sure people um, get in touch with you as well that have listened to it that have that you've helped would, would that be correct Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've gotten quite a, a good bit of messages um, from people who find me on social media, um, you know, just encouraging messages of, you know, how great it is that I'm doing. Um, I've also gotten some critiques because I've, I've throughout the podcast this last season or the first season really is what it is. So I uh, went into uh, they, they made a change on my medication back in April of this year. Right. And it sent me manic and Mm. it continued. I was manic from April until July 4th weekend. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was recording episodes Mm -hmm. in the midst of that. And so episodes eight through 10 really reflect what I was going through in that time. And I've had to put disclaimers on those because I didn't want people to listen to this thinking this is who I was. Mm. Um, this is who I am when I'm in an episode like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's difficult to be vulnerable and share that side of you because you don't know how people are going to respond to it. And I did get some negative uh, critique, I would say, mm-hmm. from those closest to me who are like, we don't know that you should be sharing this. This is not healthy. Mm-hmm. I said, I know it's, I, I, it's not not healthy. Don't say that because with, by saying that you stigmatize mm-hmm what this mental illness is. This is healthy because so many people don't show who they truly are and what they are truly capable of on the internet. Instagram is a highlights reel. Facebook is a highlights reel. You see the best of people's lives. You don't see the worst when they're struggling and, you know, putting on a different accent because they're in a a state of psychosis or even high mania that um, they're not really cognizant that that's what they're doing. But it's presenting itself and people need to know that it's okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to show when you're not okay, because sometimes that helps someone else off the ledge. Oh, I totally, if I'm being agree. honest. Oh, that's amazing. Jared. I totally love what you've said there. And without even knowing, you know, I did know that when we recorded, but it's like I recorded titanium, the intersex podcast when I, you know, discovered that that, that was, that was actually me. And it's so raw. I, it was like, there was so long between episodes because I got myself rather sick. So that was like the physical manifestation of what had been going on in my life for so long. And so to listen to that compared to this is two very different podcasts with the same person without the drugs or anything. But it's like, it's, 
it gives another part to your soul, I think. And it does. And people don't like sharing their soul, as you've just described no. on Instagram. One of the questions that I that I've got here is, you know, do you think we can improve the world's mental health system through a podcast? And can we remove addiction from people's lives forever forever without them being in recovery? Now you say to yourself that, like, you, you know, you, I'm not asking if you use drugs or you don't use drugs, but but it's like that's not something that's part of your life anymore. Is it something that you ever think about? It is. It is something I think about. I often will go back in times where I'm quiet, so, like, you know, in bed, mm-hmm. um, and my thoughts are just kind of wandering on what, what the day held or other memories, and I do find that I revisit those times frequently. Mm-hmm. um back when i used so i used meth i used marijuana i used cocaine i used I, there wasn't hardly anything i didn't touch heroin mm-hmm. and i didn't do acid so nothing nothing i i think if i would have i, I wouldn't be here <laughs> with the <laughs> you acid know? yeah 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 um but i do i do often go back to those times in my mind in quiet moments and just kind of think about them not like mm-hmm. i want to go back to that but just kind of reflect on them you know is that important for you to reflect on them on those moments from where you were there then to now? Absolutely. And that's the way that in, in which I do it is I think about where I came from, you know, because that was, that was February, January, February of 2020 mm-hmm. when I was getting, when I got back into meth and, and really wrecked my life up. Um, and I, I just look at the change from here, mm. from there till now, yeah. you know, and I, I I can't help but smile when I think about it, you know. <laughs> and we're obviously looking at each, to each other on Zoom at the moment and I'm, you've got this big smile on your face. It's it's amazing. It's, yeah. great. it's great to see. It's, it really is awesome. So what are your thoughts in how we can re-educate the world and update our thinking and our beliefs about mental health defining our sense of self and being? I think it helps with something that I tried to start years ago and it was a hashtag before hashtags were really even a thing. And it was hashtag strike out the stigma. I I think it starts in the mind, just like a mental illness starts in the mind. The answer to your question, Mike starts in the mind. You need to strike out the stigma. Mm. So it talk, it starts in how we talk about our ourselves and our illnesses and just like playing off of what I said earlier, my illness does not define me. Mm. If we could get that in the minds of so many people, I think we can shift the mindset of culture as a whole in a more positive direction that stays away from stigmatizing mental health as a negative thing to embracing it Mm. as a positive thing and a thing to be not ashamed of, but a thing to live out loud so that others can be affected by your story and we can all learn from each other. Mm, I love that. That's absolutely perfect. That's my proposition. Yeah, I love your answer. Thank you so much. We are going to wrap it up in a second and we'll probably get you back on, Jared, because there's so much more that we can talk about in relation to... Oh, we have a lot, my friend, you and me. (laughs) (laughs) But I just wanted to ask you, do you have any particular books or or, um, articles that you've read that maybe you could talk about now very briefly or or we could include maybe um, in the the bio about you um, that could benefit people that, that do have bipolar? Yeah. There's one that I've I've come across in a mental hospital. Um, 
it was called oh lord i can't think of the name of it i'm gonna butcher <laughs> it uh it's a it's a good read yeah, yeah um it's an interesting read but it's not about bipolar disorder it's actually about borderline personality disorder okay bpd yeah, yeah. So, um, but it's called something along the lines of, don't quote me here, but we'll get the actual title for you guys, uh, you know, proper. Um, I think it's called like love me or hate me or something like that. And it's, it's a study into BPD, borderline personality disorder, which bipolar disorder is kind of like a, a subtitle to, you mm, know, mm. you've got BPD and then you've got the subtitle of bipolar disorder and schizophrenia and anorexia. It kind of encompasses all of the mental illnesses together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely something that's broadened my horizons because they actually diagnosed me as BPD back in the hospital when I went in for treatment in uh, February of 2020. So that's why I started reading up on it. Haven't touched the book in a while, mm-hmm. but it's it's a good read that I would recommend for someone who's struggling with really any mental illness to just um, get a good grip on 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 what it is, you know. I absolutely love that. Thanks so much for your time. This is the Mike Carroll podcast, removing addiction and healing mental health. And our amazing guest today, Jared Madison Fry. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Mike. I appreciate it being on here. There are many ways to removing addiction from your life and many ways to improve your overall mental health. It is our hope that we've opened your mind to seeing another way to live your best life. This has been Removing Addiction and Improving Mental Health. Join Mike Carroll next week for another episode.